Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm Donny O'Sullivan, CNN correspondent covering the intersection of politics and technology. I'm in today for David Chalian, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. In the aftermath of the deadly January 6th insurrection, Facebook was one of the social media companies that took an unprecedented step. For the first time ever. President Trump has been banned indefinitely from Facebook. Facebook, one of the biggest companies in the world, is afraid that the outgoing president will use its platforms to continue to incite violence and riots. It's a move that shocked both the political and technology worlds, But over the past year or so, Facebook has set up an oversight board that's designed to review and even reverse controversial and contested decisions made by Facebook. Decisions like whether Trump's ban from the platform should be permanent. And this week, that board reached a verdict. Sort of. So today, we're going to take a closer look at the board's decision and what it means moving forward for politicians and online speech. Okay, so first, a quick refresher. On January 7th, the day after the deadly insurrection, former President Trump had access to his Facebook and Instagram accounts shut off. The suspension was indefinite. Here's Facebook CEO Sheryl Sandberg explaining why they made that decision. In this moment, the risk to our democracy was too big that we felt we had to take the unprecedented step of what is an indefinite ban. And I'm glad we did. But the decision would also be heard by Facebook's new oversight board, which is made up of experts in areas like free speech. And that board could have decided to put Trump back on Facebook. The board was set up as a kind of supreme court for Facebook, meant to be impartial in its judgment. CEO Mark Zuckerberg has said he doesn't want to be responsible for big decisions like this. He thinks it's too much power for a CEO of a tech company like him to have. Decisions like the single most contentious content moderation decision the company has ever made, permanently banning a former president. So he sent this to the board and left it to them to make the decision. And they did, kind of. I'll let you hear it right from Michael McConnell, the co-chair of the Oversight Board. First, we agree that Facebook had sufficient justification to remove Mr. Trump's January 6th posts for violation of the policy against praising or encouraging violent actors. Bus, and there is a bus. Indefinite penalties of this sort do not pass the international or American smell test for clarity, consistency, and transparency. Facebook's treatment of Mr. Trump's future posting privileges did not meet these standards and cannot continue without a sober and comprehensive review. So this oversight committee that CEO Mark Zuckerberg put in place to help make Facebook make hard decisions, what did they do? They punted it right back to Facebook, like a hot potato going back and forth. The decision is now back in Zuckerberg's hands. So Facebook now has six months since the board's decision on Wednesday to decide Trump's fate. And right on cue, Trump had something to say about the board's decision, putting out a statement not on social media, of course, saying, quote, free speech has been taken away from the president of the United States because the radical left lunatics are afraid of the truth, but the truth will come out anyway, bigger and stronger than ever before, end quote. Of course, contrary to what he just said, he isn't the president of the United States anymore. And the truth, well, that's not something Trump has always been super interested in. 
So what does this all mean for the future relationship between politics and big tech? Well, the Republican Party, for one, is still very loyal to former President Trump and seems to be refusing to take this line down. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, was on Fox News shortly after the committee's decision. And here's what he had to say. I can tell you a number of members of Congress are now looking at, do they break up Facebook? Do they make sure that they don't have a monopoly? And so it is time that we break up big tech, not just regulate them. And regulating big tech is one of those rare issues where there is actually some bipartisan agreement. Not much else has Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren singing the same tune. Big tech, I believe, poses the single greatest threat to free speech in our country today. My views on Mark Zuckerberg are pretty clear. He runs a company that has too much political power. But the parties are split about what role tech companies should play in moderating speech, like what they should do about the big lie about the election spreading on their platforms. And social media is so important for all of these politicians. Not every Republican has as wide a reach as Donald Trump, and therefore they can't afford to risk losing their largest platforms online. And many politicians, most importantly, rely on Facebook for a lot of their fundraising. For what it's worth, former President Trump has been touting a new social media platform for conservatives in the works as an alternative to Facebook and Twitter. And while that platform has yet to materialize, this week he did set up a blog on his website called From the Desk of Donald Trump, where he releases statements like the ones reacting to his Facebook ban. Whether we see some form of regulation or a new platform for conservatives, it seems like this is the latest sign of a reckoning between politicians and big tech. So that's the bigger picture, but what does this decision mean for former President Trump going forward? Of course, in the grand scheme of things, deplatforming Trump from the world's biggest social media platform still hasn't loosened his grip on the Republican Party. Many Republican politicians still pledge fealty to Trump, and he hasn't needed his former social media platforms to put his full weight behind the effort we saw this week to oust the third-ranking House Republican Liz Cheney, who of course voted against him in the second impeachment president and many around him pushed this idea that the election had been stolen. And and that is a dangerous claim. Uh, It wasn't true. And it certainly hasn't stopped him from endorsing far-right politicians like Representative Mo Brooks, who helped lead the House effort to object to the 2020 election, resulting in the January 6th riots. So you might be wondering in six months, if Facebook chooses to let Trump back on, does it really matter? Well, between his Facebook and Instagram accounts, he has 60 million followers. If he's immediately able to tap into that to start fundraising, it could prove key in his decision to run in 2024. Are you thinking about running again, Mr. President, in 2024? Yes, 100%. And the polls show it and everybody wants me to do it. Well, 100% I'm thinking about running and we will, I think, be very successful. And if the decision is a permanent ban, well, he'll be able to say, hey, look, I'm being silenced. Big tech is trying to keep me silent and he will be able to fundraise off of that. So either way, it's a kind of win-win situation for him. We'll just have to wait and see where things land within the next six months when Facebook makes a final decision on whether former President Trump will be permanently banned from the platform. That's it for today's special edition of the CNN Political Briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. 
Megan Marcus is our executive producer and Haley Thomas is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Emmanuel Johnson, Mimi Mutesa, David Toledo, and engineered by Francisco Monroy and Dan DeZula. I'm Johnny O'Sullivan. David Chalian will be back on Monday. <laughs>